0: I I only
1: have the camera off because I'm eating string cheese, and I don't want you guys to have your brains in in the gutter, which I'm almost done eating. Um, I need a little snack to pick me up.
0: <laughs> All right, um, my camera should be working. Let's go. awesome uh, like curly ass hair this is it being air dry with like nothing nothing in it um I guess that's good light um
1: yeah Uh, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know if I am missing anything. Um.
0: Hey, Vortex. What about yesterday?
1: Are you talking about? I'm going to, I'm going to watch that, uh, today, uh, while I eat dinner. Cause. There's nothing else on so i'll i'll give that a watch and we could talk about it tomorrow okay um i do want to thank you guys for putting up with like the random spotify playlist that like i played
0: um do you mean like in the discord you want to do that instead Um, I thought you wanted me to watch it like by myself, Ronan. Um, this
1: is probably not, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's not going to be a long stream, but this will be an official podcast stream. Um, Oh no, it's fine. Uh you don't you don't have to walk me through the current roster on the latest episode. I I can figure things out pretty
0: quickly. I I appreciate that. Um Yeah, I know.
1: But um I appreciate that uh you want to walk me through the UK roster. It's totally fine. I'll I'll figure things out. Um the UK brand is not as uh how can I say it? Um not as difficult to, like, go through. I'll be, I'll be fine. Um, I just look for, you know, good wrestling all around. <laughs> that, that's all I do. Um, all right, we got uh, five people here to hear the professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is awesome. So I want to thank each and every one of you to uh, come by the stream. Um, and, yes, I'm going to have to agree with PhD Bound. Uh, she loved... She loves the background because this is the first match we're going to be talking about. Uh, All right. So I guess let me welcome you to the to the stream. And before we do that, I want
0: to see where the levels are at. All right. Good.
1: Because, you know, it's a Saturday. Sometimes my other family members here, you know, want to make it a party. And I'm like, hey, I want to stream to get that Twitch affiliate. All right um i guess we could get this uh get this started welcome ladies and gentlemen to the square circle podcast i am your host marie shadows and on this episode yes it is live over at twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows where you could just hear me and my wrestling views not 24 7 but you know make sure to hit that follow button so you get that notification whenever i go live this one we are talking about new japan pro wrestling uh, today was the hyper battle 22, um, matches the card. You could think of it like a pay-per-view. So we're going to go through each of those, uh, matches, uh, how I felt about it. And we're going to be watching some wholesome content. <coughs> wow. <clears throat> this is what happens when like, you know, everything is live. I'm okay though. I'm all right. <laughs> Jesus. We're all like fucking humans and like shit happens. Aside from talking about the matches, we are going to be watching a wholesome video called I Got Your Back, which is basically bringing everybody up to, I guess, more speed uh, when it comes to the whole G.O.D. main unit and like Bullet Club drama. Um, I have not seen the video. I want to see it with you guys and like just get your your takes, your thoughts on it. And then, you know, probably at the end, we, we I might end up uh, booting up the meme of emotional damage because I know that that's going to like fucking emotionally kill us <laughs> just because, um, just because it is. Um, and then after some wholesome content, Uh, I'll give you guys the new lineup, uh, that's going to be happening for like new Japan pro wrestling. Uh, they announced, uh, some upcoming shows. So, uh, let you guys in on that. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about WWE and then, you know, at the end, we'll just hang out, uh, some more. Uh, this is how the format is going to go for, um, this show. Um, and then tomorrow I'll be back again to talk about more wrestling, my whole goal is to eventually get Twitch Affiliate. And by you being here and viewing, if you are lurking, that is the best thing for you to do. If you don't want to talk in chat, that's totally fine. But we are all friendly here and there's no gatekeeping and there's no like running you out of the Twitch uh, chat just because you don't know something. Um, You know, we're all here like friends and family. We're totally awesome. So either way, your view counts towards me getting Twitch Affiliate. Uh, I'm just going to be really transparent with you guys. We are currently at 2.85 out of three for average viewers. Um, The more that I stream during the week, the more that we get the viewers up there, you know, that helps out. So make sure to go tell a friend. And if your friend is real, have them come by. If your friend is a bot, according to Tony Khan, make sure they come by as well, because we could always use the extra few viewers, you know, Uh, we could borrow some of the Tony Khan playbook of letting you guys know we're going to have a great show tonight, guys. I need you guys to show up. Yeah. You guys, you know, tell, you know, tell your friend about it. You know, aside from that, let's get started with the most amazing wholesome match that starts off type of battle. Uh, it is an eight man tag. On one side we have, um, GOD, which is, um, Tama and Aloha, along with Jado, um, and then Tanahashi. Tanahashi representing uh main unit, uh, taking on Bullet Club. As we know, we have Fale there, we have Chase, we have uh Gato, and then we have um Yudro. And so this was a very nice eight-man tag. Uh it wasn't too long of a match. Um, you definitely understood um, you know, the whole dynamic situation. This whole entire show of hyper battle was in Ria Goku. Oh, wow. I actually said it right. Sometimes I think that if I pronounce certain Japanese words, that it's not going to come out right, but they were in real Goku. I'm very happy that I'm I'm able to like fucking say it. Hey, Mike, what's up? How you doing, sir? Did you take a power nap by any chance? Because I think I might just nickname you Mike Power Nap, World Order. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, um, I'm happy that I can say rear Goku. Uh, so this was all in real Goku and you can feel the difference in the crowd when it pertains to like when they're in Tokyo and they do like the Tokyo circuit. And then when they go to like rear Goku or like Sendai or, um, Yokohama, um, or any of the other places, like rear Goku has some really good fans and the crowd, man, like it really felt. Like it was pre-COVID and it was really amazing. They really got into uh the opener of the match. Uh they really like they really love um G O D. They really love Tama and Loa there, uh, which is very, very nice. You can see that um the women, uh the women in the crowd like are definitely like, you know, let's go Tama, let's go uh Loa and stuff. Um so I'm, I'm on the big screen. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, so I appreciate that Mike. Um, but yeah, this was a very nice, uh, match. Um, so basically like, um, Giotto finally got in, um, you know, his hits for, uh, Gato, um, What I really loved about this was the commentators, obviously uh, Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton uh, does amazing storytelling with this whole Bullet Club thing. The only thing that I would always question is giving Jay White the, um, the new moniker of him being the catalyst of professional wrestling. I do not agree with that. That's the only thing that I don't agree with is when they say that Jay White is the catalyst of uh, professional wrestling. I just don't agree with that. I can see it where, like, Bullet Club gets the royalties, money keeps coming in, but even without Jay White, the Elite, like, brought in most of that money when the Elite and Kenny Omega was there in Bullet Club. So, like, you know, I just don't think that the catalyst of professional wrestling is Jay White. Jay White does a lot of good things that like, but see, the more that I think about him, my brain is like trying to get me to reconsider me saying that I don't think he is because my brain is like, well, if he's a center and all the money like goes through him and the way that he um, posts on social media, the way that he goes after Um, very smartly after, you know, certain wrestlers and stuff like that. And again, this whole conversation of like, who do we keep talking about? We keep talking about Jay White. So obviously that does sort of make him a catalyst just because we keep talking about him, but we don't really say, Hey, let's talk about that bullet club leader, Jay White. We always say, Hey, let's talk about switchblade Jay White. Let's talk about King switch Jay White. But I just don't think he's the catalyst. And yeah, he did single-handedly sell out Madison Square Garden as well. I am not discrediting every single thing that he did as an accomplishment. I will be the first to be like, he has done amazing fucking things. And he should be proud of every single one of them. But to give him the moniker of the Catalyst of Professional Wrestling, I just don't... I don't fully believe it. That That's, that's the issue. I... Mike over here with his with his freaking jokes. He got a he got an eight-pack. He probably does have an eight pack. Um but but that's but that's neither here or there. <laughs> that's that's neither here or there about like, you know, his fucking eight pack. Um PhD bounce says we uh we going to have to call Tama and T the. I have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> what? What is the the what is the rice says, Warriors? Or David and the forest? They bodies are <laughs> you guys want to know why I'm laughing? So, like I said before, I, I put on the, the face cam. I was like, I I I was eating string cheese, and I'm like, I don't want your your minds in the gutter. And PhD bound here is all like tomato are, are chiseled. I would love if Loa could just keep his shirt off. Oh, bronze statues. Okay. Ah, uh, okay, okay, cool. Okay, my my Italian is very bad. The same thing as my Spanish. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and I'm both of those. I'm so bad. But um, I would really, really want Loa to uh to just wrestle with his shirt off again. But this time around, like, I was like, bro your fucking physique is amazing like it's so all right fine it's so yummy I just like damn man um phd i'm bringing up the guy's physiques <laughs> i i try to keep this like as <laughs> i try to keep this as like non rated x as possible but shit man man damn (laughs) all right let me try to refocus here by like not
0: thinking of Loa's body um I'm not denying
1: anything (laughs) this is supposed to be sort of maybe like I mean he is Jack, man like he looks fucking great <laughs> he looks fucking great taking off his old shirt just to put on the new one and i'm like bro how much money would it be to have you keep your shirt off for like the whole day <laughs> i'm so bad let me stop <laughs> you guys hurt jesus man all right <laughs> No, Mike. No, no fucking OnlyFans tongue in style, Jesus. <laughs> no, Mike. They probably won't even do an OnlyFans. Um. Anyway, uh, aside from us, very respectfully, um, talking about lois body, um. Ph.D. Bounce says that she started grabbing her money. (laughs) Man, okay. Um, Aside from us respectfully talking about T's body, uh, which is in amazing shape, and Tama's body is also in amazing shape. I feel like eventually his, his traps appear. Are gonna like get like super big because like the last time they weren't as like tall if i can say tall the last time but either way you know um tama has tama fit now so you know all you guys get to get fit like tama and if you don't know about this uh make sure to head over to their patreon uh patreon.com forward slash thomas island Um, get the $30 here and you guys can like work out and look like Tama all you want. Um, they were bigger when he was a junior heavyweight. Okay. (laughs) All right. More for this match other than talking about bodies. Um, I mean, I could have made the joke of like, yo you want to see four dead bodies it's bullet club because they all fucking lost this match <laughs> okay i'll shut up um that i don't know that i don't know if that was a good joke i think that was a good joke um <laughs> um anyway I'm <laughs> so stupid uh
0: Oh, that really was a sick burn? All
1: right, cool. Um, <laughs> right, PhD bound? Like, I, I I live vicariously through them, too. It's, it's always fun. And yeah, um, I really enjoyed the fact that Bullet Club took this loss um, just because, like, Hyper Battle did feel like a really big uh, pay-per-view. Um, you know, really did feel like a big pay-per-view and stuff so um i'm really happy that they finally got the loss i'm happy that Jotto was able to get the victory over gato even though eventually i think that we should end up having a cage match uh between uh uh chase and and Giotto, uh so that way there's no cheating there's no interfering um and you know maybe Jotto comes out on top i don't know um i know chase wouldn't like to hear that outcome um but, yeah, I enjoyed this match, and then, uh, towards the end of the match, um, you know, we had a very nice a very nice uh thing going on, which, by the way, for the cage match, it will be the third time in in new Japan. I'm gonna get a video ready, so that way we could all like watch it together and like gush over it, okay. Um, this would be a very good segue. Okay, guys. Very good segue. Oh, and again, of course, if you're listening to this on audio, slash square circle podcast, I will do everything in my power to sort of, uh, tell you what happened, um, after we watched the video. But if you are, um, watching, uh, this on the Spotify platform, uh, cause Spotify does introduce, uh, videos, um, you know, you'll be able to see it. Um, all right, cage matches. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, they all lost the same way, which I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, so Mike says uh, Tanahashi versus Marukami. Kazunari Mar- Marukami uh, for the IWGP U-30 belt uh, was the second one. Um, I really do like the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling does not overuse the gimmick matches such as like you know cage matches hardcore matches and stuff like that um so i really like enjoy the fact that they don't they don't do that as much um is this it um i am going to put
0: us on mute for a second um hold on this is what happens when like you don't necessarily put things in in order. Where is today's video? Oh wait. Never mind, it's it's in the right category. It's just This is it. Okay. So, let me, um, t
2: がっ本体。平野
0: GOD
3: とね、本当にしっかり 平野さん、菅野そして、カスすごい体して<笑> <laughs> 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 All right, so that was
1: the mini wholesome video that happened at the end of uh the match because GOD with Jado and tanahashi picked up the victory and again we get to praise um these body and also uh Thomas body as well as you guys can uh, see in that video uh but yeah so um that's what happened so for everyone listening to it uh, listening to this on the audio side uh, after the match, um a young lion came into the ring. A young lion presented Tama with an original uh lion shirt that was uh red and white as like a baseball tee. It was in that kind of uh format and basically that just symbolizes that, you know, it's part of main unit and that um you know, it's it's New Japan. Like those that basically uh wear it um are like always loyal and it's like you represent New Japan. So Tama takes it. Tama has this, like, childlike fucking expression as if it was, like, Christmas and he opened up his uh, his favorite gift and, you know, he can't believe that someone got him his favorite gift, the one that he, like, always wanted. Um, And Tama's facial expressions and, like, his smile, along with, like, T's smile, they're, like, super fucking priceless uh, to watch and just to, like, sort of, be around and stuff like their, their smiles are, are everything. Um, so, uh, Tama looks towards, uh, Tanahashi and Tanahashi just reaffirms that like, yeah, this is for you. You know, you can, um, you know, come to, uh, come with us and stuff like that. So, um, you know, Tama puts it on. He's so, you know, cheerful and everything. The crowd loves it. The crowd is getting behind Tama and Loa joining up with Tanahashi and the rest of Tanahashi's group. And they're actually using like the clappers and stuff. I, they're not really clappers. They're I guess, you know, we could call them clappers. Um, using that to make a noise since over in COVID, they still can't use their voices. Uh that's still one of the uh COVID uh safety protocols. Um, and then you know, the camera switches over. T, because for some reason, Tama decided to like stand right in front of one of the cameras. So like for a couple of seconds, we, we just looked at his ass until somebody in the production truck was like, we got to move, we got to move. So they cut to a different angle. And you can see in uh, T's face that uh, he was still a little bit like conflicted as if like, is this really happening? Like, you know, I see T as the more, as the one that like overthinks. While Tama is like, just dives in head first and it's all like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck that. And then later ask questions of like, why do we get into a fist battle? That's how I see it happening between like these two guys. Uh, but Tanahashi re- uh, like, you know, reaffirmed and reassured um, T. Uh, T tried to like, you know, take off his shirt, but that didn't happen. So he needed a little bit of help by like, you know, putting the shirt somewhere. Uh, taking off his shirt, uh, seeing his body, and then uh, put on the uh, the red and white lion mark. Um, and Jada was the first person to be like, I'm going to put this on. <laughs> he was the first person like, hell yeah. Uh, so basically it's like, you know, being loyal, uh, <laughs> being loyal to, to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Kelly said it uh, right on commentary where he mentioned that if you're loyal to, uh, like new Japan, new Japan, be loyal to you. It's the same mindset that Tama and T have of like, if you show your loyalty to them, they'll like repay it tenfold. And, uh, that's the reason why, like I was automatically like, yo, that fucking betrayal that J Y did was just so disrespectful. that I'm like, yo, I'm on, I'm on team Tama. Like, no, I can't, I can't do this. (laughs) I can't do this. That, that, The way the way it happened made it so easy for me to be like, not we're team we're team Tama. As much as I respect the hell out of Jay White and want nothing but the best for him, and I want him to accomplish everything that he ever wants to. Nah, the way that it fucking happened, I'm choosing Tama. Okay, so. Mike, I'm going to have to throw this question out to you. Is Home Army not the same thing as main unit? Or did it like later on get like changed to main unit? I'm thinking it got changed to main unit. That's that's what like Kevin Kelly was saying on commentary that it's it's main unit and that we call them like Hontai as well.
0: Um, uh, I hope Mike heard me. Um, He'll probably answer me back in
1: a little bit. Um, But yeah, um, let me see. Because right after this match was a United Empire tag team match. The first United Empire tag team match. Um,
0: let me bring up the the video. Um, let's see. Uh, we're calling it... Um... All right. It doesn't... <laughs> not a good idea to type into YouTube. I got your back by itself. Um, My stream pops up. All right, hold on. these are the backstage comments we should probably watch the backstage comments yeah most likely whoa whoa hold on <laughs>
1: hey i got i got a bot that, that that uh popped into the chat i know that wiki whatever is not going to answer me if i were to ask her Did Tony Khan send you?
0: This is funny. Because, you know,
1: Tony Khan decided to do an independent study that he's not releasing anytime soon and basically made it seem as if like most of the stuff that's happening is because of bots and they're pushing an anti-AEW rhetoric. And it's like, bro, no, just have better fucking content. I'm available to hire if
0: if you need me. um but yeah there's a promo code
1: for 10 free viewers a day i mean i i love my circle there's no point to like you know ask me if i need viewers like i i love the people that come in um
0: we can we can watch the backstage comments it'll be fine Um, it's just that I got to do this. Hold on.
1: Sorry, I got distracted by a... Japanese, um, show that they're, that they're going to, uh, show on HBO max. Um, anyway, uh, we can, we can actually watch this. This is totally fine. I am going to, whoa, no, wrong thing. I don't want it to loop. Um,
0: okay. What I'm going to do is turn off YouTube right now. Um, I'm going to turn off YouTube right now. Okay. Oh, nope. You guys get to see my stuff. Okay, there we go. Um,. All right. Uh hold on. This is not going to sound right, is it? By the way, nothing is planned on my streams. So, um So we all do this in real time. Oh my god. Let me just see something. No, nothing. All right, let's see what, you know, they have to say. Um, it should work this way. Uh-huh. Nope. it it didn't work. Give me a second. Because I forgot to change the other settings on my laptop. Okay. And then I'm going to have to change it back
1: after it's done. Um. All right, so let's... Let's start. Oh,
0: congratulations. Finally,
2: finally, after what? 18 matches, 19 matches, 20, I don't know. Finally, you were able to slip one over. But you know what? Kato wasn't feeling well today, no. But he's a brave and courageous man. So even though he didn't feel good, he's still wanted to compete but you know what if you're looking at these two right here you know what we're done we are done sitting back we are done we've tried so hard to suppress the thought that has used to be us the thought that is with us we've tried to suppress it so much but now now you're gonna get it. You ask for it. Now you're gonna get hey. it. You know? Hey, we are tough. We hustle. That's why we got those big contracts. We are underrated, and we are grizzled. Look at this. Look at this. We are grizzled, and we are tired of sitting back. We are gonna take whatever we want whatever we want from this point forward and there's not a damn thing you can do about it hey? tag title match we'll be watching We're gonna have to
1: okay so hold on hold on uh for some reason like it shows up on the thing as um uh English so Jado says uh, in the beginning I just went a little bit back um he says this is still going on between me and Gato this is far from over <laughs> Uh, Let's go one-on-one, anytime, anyplace.
2: New Japan, give us a
1: singles match anywhere is fine. While repping the Lion marks, I'll crush him. New
2: Japan, bro. Six years I've been here. All Bullet Club. Bad Bad guy. Bad guy. And then Tanahashi comes to us last week and he says, no more. It's okay. You are a good guy now. Tanahashi, a man I've been fighting against for six plus years. And he says, it's okay. He took all that, all that we've been through. And he pushed it aside, and he accepted me for who I was and who I'm going to be. For Tanahashi, that is a champion, he is a true champion for seeing me not for what I was, but for what I can be. To Tanahashi, I say thank you, I will be better for New Japan Pro Wrestling, but especially for Tanahashi's san because he believes in me, Tanashi-san. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I believe this you
0: Thank you. Huh.
1: For some foreign wrestlers, this may be a strange idea to understand.
2: But in Japan,
1: we say that yesterday's enemy can be today's friend. It's hard to know what will happen these days. <sighs> At the very least, I want New Japan. I want the New Japan China ring to be a place of happiness.
2: Happiness.
1: my fucking spirit animal.
2: Look at this, look at this. I'm wearing the lion's mark again. It's been 10 plus years since I've worn this, since I had this across my chest. 10 years, I have come full circle in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm honored to have this logo to represent this logo to be by the Ace himself. I'm honored. Now, now that I have a home again, it's time to settle some old scores. Some business that needs to be handled as soon as possible. You see I've been on the defensive for a very long time and it's time now to go on offense.
3: I I waiting for six years <laughs> not six <laughs>
2: ten. ten. Ten years ten years on oh this Ten years! Ten years. My
1: heart.
2: Two. Too much, you know, time. But I'm glad to come back to New Japan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for giving me another home. Yeah, no, no, another homeじゃない. Your home is New Japan. We spend at dojo same time, right?
0: Okay, welcome back. What?
1: Oh, my God, what?
0: What? <laughs> oh.
1: Yo, my heart, my, my heart. Oh, my God, my heart. That that was so great. Where, you know, um, by the way, Why the fuck America doesn't adopt the fucking Japanese mentality of that? Like one day you guys can be enemies and then the next day you guys can be friends. I know in like media, we have that sort of like creation trope where like, you know, it's enemies to like lovers or like enemies to like friends. But like in real life, man, like to to really push aside like the shit that happened and it's become friends like this is the ultimate fucking story and this is why i get so passionate and like the cheesy ass smile comes about because that's just so awesome man they're they're telling the best fucking story in pro wrestling right now they're telling the best fucking story and nobody could tell me different this whole god and bullet club thing nobody can tell me different right GT definitely uh, has the right idea that um it's time to buy a Lion Mark shirt. Like I need a Lion Mark shirt. It's like over. I do not have a Lions Mark shirt. I have a lot of I got Bullet Club and I got a lot of Jay White shirts. <laughs> um, which no, I'm not I'm not selling my J White merch. But um, you know I would love um a Lions Mark shirt. Um, but first of all, let's fucking talk about this. Um and then and then we'll watch, you know, some more wholesome shit and basically put emotional damage on it because oh my god, my fucking heart. Oh my god, my heart. That was just so cute. All right, never mind. Um So yeah. Uh First of all, whenever Chase and Foley cut a promo, you know what? First of all, the whole entire promo the backstage comments was fucking fantastic because the first couple of weeks um the first couple of weeks was basically like breadcrumbs like really tiny breadcrumbs that went nowhere and we had a lot more answers but it was a lot of fun doing a lot of speculating and basically just you know making up shit as we go along right like super awesome um so, overall, thank God they included more story into this and why they're doing what they're doing. But let's just get down to really talking about uh, Fale and Chase. For some reason, whenever they, like, um, you know, have their backstage comments, it sounds like they're talking shit. Like, talking so much shit that I'm like, bro, I don't believe a word you're saying. Um, But yes, uh, congratulations to Giotto and the rest of the team for getting that victory. A much-needed victory, because Chase is the first person to fucking blindside your ass with a fucking C-trigger. So, yeah, you know, congratulations to them. Um, If Bullet Club did not have the numbers advantage, even though it's a fucking trick, okay? It's a mental trick when you—I just realized my screen is black— it's a mental trick when um, you uh basically look like you have the numbers, but you know don't really have the numbers. It's still the same amount of guys. Uh, but yeah. Um, so Fale also mentioned that um, you know, um, uh, it's time for right PhD bound. Hold on, I I thought I, I thought a sneeze was coming. Uh, yeah, like who they're trying to convince. It really does sound like they're trying to convince themselves. And with Fale saying that like for too long, you know, they haven't been like the thugs that they were and that, you know, the thug side is going to come out on them. First of all. Oh, and by the way, uh, let me follow this up with that. Chase was also like um, uh, that they're going to start taking what they want now. Okay, first of all, I I I didn't see uh Chase and Fale decide to go out and um you know start an angle with um I'm gonna spoil it here. We're gonna go through everything. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, Bradley Boy, to uh the Square Circle Podcast. Welcome to my stream. Thank you, be thank you for being a first-time chat and a first-time viewer. Honestly, I thought you were another bot sent by Tony Khan. I am so sorry, but Bradley Boy here says they're trying to play 4D chess, but they're playing Go Fish. Oh man, um, yeah. So I guess I'm gonna jump around because I have like some shit to say about this. I didn't see Chase and Fale um try to go after uh Taguchi and Master Wado uh to try to get those IWGP um heavyweight tag team champions. Ships, you know, no, I am so sorry. See, fucking Gary's comment messed me up. That that's that that that's junior tag team. So because this is this is live and I can't edit it, I'm gonna go back and say I did not see Chase and Fale go after our new IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Um Jeff Cobb and the great O'Con. I didn't see them, you know, basically do an angle where they would have came out and ambushed them. If they're so gun-ho on taking what's theirs, they should have went they 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 should have went and did that. Um but no, they didn't do that. And you know, if they want to be thugs about it, be fucking thugs about it. You know? Um I'm sorry, the fucking New Yorker might come out at me, but like, you know, just just be thugs about it, man. Um when, you know, I just did a little, little motion, be thugs about it, I'll stop. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't see them going after stuff. I don't see them creating, um, no pun intended, chaos amongst uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, so that way the fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling and us can talk about, hey, you know, Bullet Club is trying to take over the world. And then I go into this with this philosophy, not really philosophy, but like um, ideology, their ideology, Fale's ideology is a little bit different than Jay White's ideology. Jay White is, you know, going around making sure that, like, you know, the game that he's playing is right for what he wants to do, right? Because he has yet to challenge for a championship title belt. He has yet to challenge for the never-openweight-strong championship belt that Tom Lawler still has. Why has he not tried to go for it Um, after doing all these open challenges? And why has not Tom Lala, Lala been like, well, Jay, I see that you want to try to, you know, stake your claim to New Japan Strong, but you can't do that because you're not the fucking champion. Like, if it's really about um setting all this up in the next couple of weeks, um, I'm definitely going to have to, like, see some really story progression that what Chase and Foley says transfers over to uh new japan strong and jay white does you know just a little bit of what they said to implement stuff uh chris bay is not really going after any championship titles but then again we need new japan strong to uh implement tag team titles uh maybe a trios title because they love doing that um and once strong gets those titles maybe we'll have um, you know, some more champions. But at the at this moment, how the fuck are you gonna say that you guys are thugs and you guys are gonna take what you want and do what you want? When clearly that that hasn't been the case. Because if you wanna take what you want and do what you want, you would have helped show in his match. You would have, um, yeah, yeah, you would have helped Ishimori and ELP in their match to get the fucking titles. If Bullet Club wants to be unified and wants to be this destructive force over in Japan, while in, over here in the United States, they try to, um, you know, try to figure out what the fuck is going on, um, you know, start doing that. They should have really helped and worked overtime to make sure that their boys in, in Bullet Club and House of Torture would have, like, you know, became new champions, um, became new champions regardless. But... Like Ph.D. Bound said in my chat on Twitch, which you guys should definitely be here, um, that who they're trying to convince, it really sounds like they're trying to convince themselves. Um, Ph.D. Bound also says, uh, they have to keep talking about T and Tama to stay relevant. Tama was about making others better. I don't think that finishes your, your thing unless does it expand? no, it doesn't expand uh and then she follows it up with uh Roman said uh bloodline wants all to go, that's thuggish. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, I guess uh to to some degree about that um will we'll, we'll get to roman um Roman is yeah, you know um But, yeah, uh, she is right that, like, you know, even though, like, they kicked G.O.D. out, this is the first time that, you know, they kicked out a founding member of Bullet Club, and this is the first time where, like, you know, now they're getting the repercussions. Because if we look through the timeline of Bullet Club, um, obviously, Finn Balor, Prince Devin was the first person to really start this off with the foundation of Fale, Karl Anderson, and uh, Tama there. Uh, and then, like, through the years, you know, uh, Finn left to go to WWE. Carl sort of, like, took the the place a little bit until they found somebody. They found AJ. AJ left. Kenny Omega came in. I do not count Cody Rhodes, but Cody, Cody. Um, but then all the elite got kicked out, and then all of a sudden, Tama and Loa get kicked out. The difference is that... You're gonna have a war on your hands because you you essentially betrayed your fucking leader. Um being the
0: elite episode 218. It no 108. Hold on. I I wanna I wanna get this right. This is why I write everything down.
1: Okay, so it's not. This is why I write everything down, and I already covered it, but I want to make sure that you guys know which BD Elite episode it is. Uh, New
0: Japan Cup. Wait, it was during the New Japan Cup where I had to do fucking research. Shadow versus Chase. Okay, here it is. BTE
1: episode, Bean Daily episode one ten. That one is basically um that shows what happened after uh G O well yeah G O D with Haku. Uh the firing squad kicked out um all the elite members and stuff like that and then did everything. And uh Chase Owens is being petty by being like, oh Tama hit me with the tongue and twist. If he didn't learn anything from Tanahashi's little mini speech of that in Japan somebody could be your enemy one day and your friend the other day, you know, then Chase hasn't grown. All right, I'm to gonna s I'm gonna try to stop taking shots at Chase. I really am. Um Nothing truly against them. It's just that you know, I, I I can smell bullshit from 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 a mile away sometimes. So it's like, eh. um. Anyway, uh, so being the elite uh, episode one ten. Um, at the end when uh, Cody knocks on the door and he's uh eating with uh the Bucks Kenny and like Hangman, and somebody else is there too. I think Marty is there. I don't really remember. But uh, the first thing that Cody Rhodes says to everybody is, so uh, what are we going to do about this? And the elite basically said nothing. They they went about eating, shrugged their shoulders. So every single person that got kicked out of the Bullet Club um, basically did not do anything. Um, and, I'm, and I think that maybe the Bullet Club was sort of banking on the fact that if they kicked out god they weren't going to really do anything but again you kicked out a founder you kicked out a leader and you're really not going and you know you think that they're not really going to retaliate like you know it's gonna it's definitely gonna be guerrilla warfare because you know there's there's no one like realer than fucking god there's no one realer than tama and and t and the moment that you meet these guys either at like a meet and greet or like during the happy hours um, over on Thomas Island, like they are legit, amazing guys that you want to like, have your loyalty to them because they they accept you for like who you are. Um, Going towards uh, T's part of the video where, you know, finally this guy talks. (laughs) I, I I love T, man, and, uh, you know, T is a very interesting uh, guy. Very interesting. Um, that's probably because he's, like, out of those fiction novels where he's uh, tall and sort of, like— I don't think—can we say he's, like, brooding? <laughs> um, he's one of those, like, mystery guys that you just want to kind of get to know. And for the past couple of uh, backstage comments, uh, T was just trying to figure out everything. Like, he had a lot of questions the same way that we had a lot of questions. And, um, you know, now he's able to tell us more story. Now he's able to really put it in a really awesome fucking perspective. And the perspective of that, you know, he was forgiven for going after Tanahashi for all those years. And that felt really good to hear. It was one of those things of like, they finally realized that they were fighting the wrong enemy. And when you finally realize you're fighting the wrong enemy, um, everything becomes a lot more clearer. Everything becomes a lot more like, you know, um, in the past and yeah. um, Yeah, he is the calm one. (laughs) Like I was saying earlier, like, you know, if anything ever happens, Tama's always like, um, the first one that's like, fuck you, I'm beating you up. And then afterwards, like you have T coming in and just asking random questions of like, "Tama, why the fuck you beat him up? And Tom, Tom will probably say some stupid ass shit. And then he'll, and then uh, T will figure everything out. And then you'll be like, "Tama, that's not the guy he's supposed to beat up. You know, I don't know. But yeah, uh, he definitely seems to be the one thinking things out a lot. Uh, just judging from his, uh, character and his, uh, cadence and like the way that he speaks, um, especially when he was on commentary with, um, uh, with Kevin Kelly, that was beautiful. I was like, yo, you should be on commentary more just because it was really nice to hear him. Um, it was really, really nice to hear him speak on commentary. Um, overall, that fucking backstage comments, um, we definitely need a one-on-one of Jado versus uh Gato. Um, we have we need to have a series of them and then lead up to like something big. Um, you know, Tama with his words, um, you know, I can't wait till like revenge starts happening. And now that they have a home, they can finally think straight. They can finally be the fucking destructive tag team that they are because they're seven-time IWGP world heavyweight tag team champions. And like Man, I want them to fucking dominate um basically House to of torture and then bullet club uh, but yeah, that backstage comment I really hope you guys enjoyed uh that that was amazing again it it clung to my heart uh just because uh Tanahashi was like, Oh, it's been six years, and then Tom was like, No, it's been ten, and <laughs> it's like, What the fuck, man, time has like flown by pretty fast, um, you know. Uh, let me find that, uh, that one video I want us both to see, and hopefully we don't fucking cry during this video. Um, oh, so wait, the, I got your back. Oh, it's still more, my God, this is not cool. Um, give me a second here, guys. Oh, no, wait, you guys, oh, you guys might hear it or not. I'm just shutting
0: it off for ad purposes. Oh my god. I no stop. <laughs> you try to tell a video like to stop. Um
1: Why do I see Tama always getting into situations? Yeah, um, I I, I think that's how I think that's how it played out too in, in real life, man. I I think so. I think so too, man. Like I would love to hear some stories where like T had to bail out uh Tama on like certain things because Tama does my phrase work. Tama Tonga does Tama Tonga things. No, Tama does Tama things.
0: Yeah, it's a start. All
1: right, guys. Uh, we're gonna watch this. I thought that this was more pertaining to like GOD and stuff. It might, uh, but this is mainly for uh like Hikaleo and Kenta and stuff that's happening over in the US, and it's called um I Got Your Back. It's from uh New Japan Pro Wrestling, and like I said, we're watching this together. Uh we are probably going to cry together, so I don't know. I am really, really fucking like, all right, all right, let's play the video. It is everything. Jesus man
3: Hey no more throwing it down let's throw it up Let's throw it up Shape up come on up 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 up, up. My mission
1: This is the start of it all.
2: Heart right now, Jesus.
3: I I, I,
1: I'm with you there, PhD bound. Well, why can't the
2: future start right, here. right now? You want me to teach
4: that lesson? I will teach you. You want me to
3: open up those lungs for you, show you how to breathe? I will do exactly that. Because yeah, the future is yours, but right now it is still mine.
1: Jesus, man. Fucking video! <laughs> this is such a great hype of video. Is that the end of it?
4: Yoshi Hashi's karma. I transitioned that smooth as butter into a gun stun. Shot out to I came this close to tapping out Okada. Next time, I will.
3: I hit Tanahashi with everything that I
4: could, but it couldn't. Keep
3: the ace down, but I let's tell you to watch it.
4: New Japan World. New
2: Japan World. New Japan World.
1: All right, that's every free advertising for njpwworld.com. Make sure to get your descriptions. It is uh, 999 yen, which turns into like eight bucks and something cents for American. Uh, dollars for us dollars uh i currently have a subscription and i love it and no i do not get paid for giving a free advertisement i would do it regardless because i love new japan pro wrestling uh but yeah make sure to get a subscription to njpw world because fucking aw and aw rampage will be on the um the subscription as well the price is not going to go up so don't worry about that um but yeah Make sure to grab your subscription because you get to uh, witness the amazing story of GOD uh, and Bullet Club and Main Unit and all of that. And I, Marie Shadows, the professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling, will have you covered for all New Japan needs and wants. I'll come up with a better, like, smoother thing, but you guys get the idea. Get get the subscription at... um, and jpwworld.com um and i guess eventually tag him on twitter and let them know that marie shadow sent you all right i'll stop free advertising <laughs> um yo uh, that hit me all in the feels that was a very great i got your back um video i was expecting like some type of like rock song uh, to like be a company with the videos to you know make it feel that much better. So I guess we don't. Ah man, I guess we don't need um to do emotional damage. Um, so we'll be okay. PhD bound and myself will be okay. It, it's gonna be okay. Um, Tama Loa and Jato found a home with Tanahashi and main unit. So it's gonna be it's gonna be okay um there goes my headphones i don't really think i don't know i got
0: no all right
1: i don't think i'm gonna need my headphones for the rest of the stream um because i don't think i gotta show anything else i just wanted to like show that and i can't get this to like snap in either way um but yeah um That was a very beautiful video put together, and, you know, Hikaleo is right. That's why, you know, um, coming up on New Japan Strong, it is definitely going to be uh, Hikaleo taking on Jay White. The only reason why we got here is because Jay White had called out Hikaleo to uh, sort of be like, yo, what side are you on? Like, you know, that that type of thing. But he did praise him ahead of time to be like, hey, you are the future, you know, you're, you're really good and stuff like that. But again, what side are you on? Obviously, um, you know, Hikaleo embodies Bullet Club. Like, he understands what that is. He likes it. Um, So he is still repping Bullet Club. However, he probably—well, I can't say he probably doesn't. He doesn't want nothing to do with um, Jay White and everything that you see going forward. But, like, New Japan Strong, it's all business. Uh, Hikaleo already has that mindset of of that this is business. And if it comes down to it, if we need to exchange blows, like, you know, um, that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna have to exchange blows, but it feels like right now is our business. However, during that promo, you know, uh Hikaleo sort of challenged Jay White. And it felt kind of refreshing to be like, Well, if you're if Jay White is here taking out, you know, OGs and stuff, you know, why can't Hikaleo take out an, an OG? Um, knowing that you know Hikaleo is obviously taller than Jay White. Um, maybe a little bit more stronger than Jay White if he catches Jay White off guard, but Jay's been doing this a little bit longer than Hikaleo, so uh, obviously, Jay has the veteran advantage in this. But just the aspect of, like, challenging Jay, because obviously, I mean, Tama, in anger and wearing his heart on his sleeve, sort of challenged Jay which we could probably say, yeah, he probably did it like that. But that was not Thomas' intentions. Got better hair. PhD bound. They both have amazing hair. You're not putting me in in a battle of who has the best hair. That would be a very fun uh, Twitter poll of who has the best hair, Hikaleo or Jay White. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd That'd be a funny poll. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, you know, um, Jay White has the veteran experience over Hikaleo, but that doesn't mean that Hikaleo, um, is not good at all. Like, this guy is fucking great. Um, but yeah, it's just the idea of that, like, we could say for Tama, um, Someone could make the argument that Tama, like, basically called out Jay White and sort of threatened him in his position, and this is why we got to where we're at, and uh, that's why Jay White decided to betray Tama the way he did. However, everyone should know that Tama wears his heart on his sleeve and is very—I can't say emotional, but probably he is emotional—but he wears his heart on his sleeve and he says things that don't necessarily always mean to be a threat, but it can be taken as a threat, Um, so him telling Jay White, you know, uh, you better watch your throne, like, you know, he's supposed to be here and whatnot, you know, um, that was just, like, Tama sort of being, like, motivating, in a way, for Jay to get his ass over there. Uh, but, again, it's the same thing that, like, for some reason, I don't know, like, I think all of them, when I say all of them, Piccolo, Tama, and, like, probably have that in themselves of, like, sort of challenging people in a way. Um, But, yeah, Hikaleo has every right to uh, challenge Jay White and be like, yo, why can the future be right now for me, you know? Uh, He has every right. That's why this match is very important, because the story can go either way. Imagine if Hikaleo decided to... uh, Well, not really decided. Imagine if management decided to have Hikaleo go over Jay White. What the fuck does that mean now? You know, if it happened. And then... Um, if it happened the other way of Jay White going over on Hikaleo, you know, my heart says that uh it's gonna be Jay White getting the victory over Hikaleo with help of Chris Bay. That is that is how I see this playing out. If Hikaleo does defeat Jay White, does that mean that Jay White gets kicked out? And does that mean that Hikaleo is now the leader? of the Bullet Club to sort of save it and try to hold it together and be thrown into a position that he never knew how to handle in the first place. You know, like he gets thrown to the wolves. There's so much story with this and it's so amazing. Um, Like, honestly, I think this is the first time where like, I wouldn't know how to book this. Like maybe 60% of me can like write the story of if Hikaleo did get the victory over Jay White, like 60, 60% of me can, like, come up with something decent, maybe, but then it'll have, like, many revisions. But if we keep going the route of if Jay White wins, um, you know, it's back to business as usual, and then it sort of feels right, Um, I'm definitely going to let the guys uh, guide this where, um, you know, I follow their lead, Uh, you know uh phd bound says jay got the experience but hikaleo is hungry and still growing he has the power of tea talk trash like tama but if he gets added t- but he gets added to his <laughs> dad he- he's deadly in the ring yeah uh phd bound definitely sums up uh hikaleo uh hikaleo definitely um somehow is super fucking tall uh he's taller than tama and loa and haku uh, Hikaleo is hungry. Uh, Hikaleo does have the power of tea, and he does trash talk like Tama. You could definitely hear in his voice when he kind of questioned Jay White, and he's like, well, how come the future is not me right now, you know? Um, and then his attitude, yeah, He totally like his damn dad. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, the last... Yeah, he does move fast for a big guy, too. Um, The last um, thing I want to say on this whole Bullet Club drama before we, like, move on to the rest of the stuff, um, I am super happy that G.O.D. with Jado found a place and Tanahashi accepted them with open arms. Really happy about that. Really, really, really happy about that. Oh, I didn't even see that Bradley boy followed me. Bradley Boy, if you're still in the chat, if you're still watching this, thank you so much for that follow. Um, it didn't pop up. Um, but like, thank you for that. I I see it now. Um, all right, let's talk about this one very quickly, and then we'll move on to the main card. Um. Uh, having super fun with you guys super fun um again make sure to go tell a friend to uh come in and and watch some you know New Japan Pro Wrestling with me <laughs> uh this is a tag team match of Shingo and Naito taking on Will Osprey and Aaron Hanare of the United Empire and uh this was a very interesting nice match um going back and forth and everything um they they probably needed like a filler match. I know this is probably not gonna like
0: lead to anything. Uh, but
1: okay. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good match. Um, right after a feel good moment. Um, Aaron Henari is definitely um you know one of my favorites to follow and put over, you know, as much as Osprey, Osprey decided to, uh, tweet out something of like his favorite fan and whatnot, you know, getting Renee in on, you know, this whole feud between him and Moxley. So because he did that most likely, most likely, uh, Will Ospreay is going to be losing, um, come, you know, Windy City riots, um, to Jon Moxley and New Japan Strong, um, I am very happy that New Japan decided to send Aaron Hinari to the States. Unfortunately, I won't be able to get to see him live. I really wish I could just to hang out with him and have him on you know, uh, the Square Circle Podcast, have him in my vlog. One day, one day this will happen. Um, like I said, the back and forth uh, content between uh, these teens were awesome. Uh, will Ospreay doing Will Osprey things by uh, flipping from one corner um, and then onto the outside to hit Naito, uh, Shingo, and uh, Aaron Hinari definitely had a big-ass battle. But unfortunately, it took a pumping bomber and Made in Japan to put Aaron Hinari away. Um, and Aaron Hinari has been very wonderful, um, you know, in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now we get to move on to the main card because those are the two openers of it. Um, But before we do that, we are going to take a mini break because I need a mini break. Uh, You guys might need a mini break by getting up, stretching, getting snacks. I need to refill on snacks and water. And uh, we'll come back with um, talking about the main card um, in just a little bit. But before I do that... Let me, let me put back, um, my speakers. And of course, uh, while we take this mini break, if you guys want to get your friends in here, let them know that, um, you know, I'm streaming new Japan stuff. So that would be awesome. But yeah, we're just gonna, you know, uh, Take a mini break. Um,
0: okay, cool.
1: All right, yeah, so we're back. Um, I hope you guys had a lovely little mini stretch break. Um, a lovely, lovely mini mini stretch break. Uh, Greg from Ultimate Sports Talk is here. Thank you for joining the chat. Uh, you missed like the first half of me, you know, of all of us talking about G.O.D., finding a home, uh, watching some wholesome videos and stuff. So, um, yeah, I feel like my hair is crazy at the moment and my nose. It's crazy, too. Um, we're going to continue on. We're going to be talking about the main card and then we're going to wrap it up with like a little bit of WWE and I believe that should be it. Um,
0: all right. Um,
1: anyway, uh, so this was the main card right after we had the uh tag match thank you vortex um what match came on first i think the yeah the junior heavyweight tag team match came on first uh which is basically uh the team of taguchi and Masawado taking on taiji ishimori and el phantasmo uh that was uh That was definitely not a for-kids match at all, okay? That was not a for-kids match at all. Um, Either way, it was a very nice match to get everything going. Um, It felt important. It was Bullet Club trying to take the titles away from uh, main unit because Taguchi and Masawato are also part of Tanahashi's uh, crew. So, yeah. Um, You know, they did some, you know, funny six or nine spots I'll let your minds wander and stuff. Um, what is a for kids match? A for kids match is any match that does not have 69 in it. Yep. So if you did not see this match, uh, I wonder if I could get the photo, I could get the photo and hopefully like um you know we don't we don't get taken off the air but i'm just saying um
0: let's see let let me let me try to find the photo um let's see um I'm not even going to name the file but very very quickly this is
1: a not for kids match just because even though eventually they'll learn this but like you know teenagers it's okay but like for like kids are not you know not okay so Greg case in
0: point Uh, this match is not for kids. Um, yeah, there we go. This match is
1: not for kids. All right, back to the main card. Before my Twitch stream gets taken down because of Master Wado and freaking Toguchi the 6 or 9 team that is the name of the tag team it's 6 or 9 uh because they are the 69th IWGP junior heavyweight tag team champions so that is why it is called that's why you know they were like 6 or 9 plus anyway taguchi uh uh, Toguchi was like, hey, Masawato, what's like your favorite number? Like you got to pick. You either got to pick a six or a nine. And apparently Masawato's like favorite number is like seven or six. So he just shows six and fucking Toguchi is nine. Like, I don't know. But that's that story. Greg here put it in the most PG way ever. Looks like someone got exhausted doing the tombstone and just fall over. That's right, kids. That's exactly what happened. But of course, if you are above a kid age, you know what the fuck that is. Um, but if you are not above the kid's a-, a kid's age, then yeah, please do not ask me what that was. You'll eventually learn, but not right now. Continue being a kid. Anyway, um... That match was really good for hyper battle. Um, it definitely like showcased a lot. I noticed that um Ishimori and El Phantasma took a different route um in their matches. Well in this match in particular, because they usually um do a lot of the back uh to their opponents to the point where like it becomes insufferable and like there wasn't as much of that in this one. Um they included new shit like the whole 69 thing. Um but how they won that I think I, I should probably I could probably show on stream how they won. Um, which by the way, I had put up a tweet saying that uh the power of the ass of Taguchi... um Like, you know, if I, if I had to see it, then you guys have to see it too. You know, I just can't, um, uh, this is not, um, I don't even think, I mean, it's here somewhere, but I'm probably not typing it in right to watch it. But all right, let's just, let me just tell you, right, that basically this dude pulled down his pants and shit to like show off his ass and decided to do a seated uh pin um, on top of El Fantasmo and um, basically like won the match because of his bare ass. Um and that's how Master Wado and Toguchi kept the IWGP Junior Heavyweight tag team belts. The the Weird Goku um uh fans were in were like totally into the match. They they loved every second of it. They laughed at the funny parts you know they cheered for Master Wado and um you know Toguchi. I really think they cheered for all the baby faces like on this card. They really did. Um, So after that, what do we have? Um, I think, you know what? I'm just going to go with what I remember. They're not really going to be in order. Um, We could talk about um, the next match over, which is for the uh, KOPW uh, trophy, which is the King Pro Wrestling trophy. This was introduced uh, by uh, Okada in the summer. I want to say like twenty nineteen. I did a I did a little mini re, mini research on uh, the King of Pro Wrestling uh, Trophy. Uh, yes, that's totally right, uh, Greg. He he won by stank ass. Yes, he did. True story. Um, but getting back to the King of Pro Wrestling Trophy, um. I believe it was like 2019 or it should have been 2019 where like Okada created it to just have something extra for the guys to do. Or maybe it was in like 2020, Uh, but either way um, Okada made it uh, and basically the champion holder has always been Yano. Uh, So it went from Yano to Chase back to Yano. Murder grandpa Suzuki got it at one point back to Yano, and we're here with Yano versus Tai Chi because Yano, for the past couple of weeks, have been really mocking the sumo style wrestling that Tai Chi trained in, and, and Tai Chi doesn't like that. And then Yano thinks that by de panting uh, Tai Chi, uh, before Tai Chi doesn't hit, uh, on his own because that's his character. Um, Yano thinks that he gets into the head of tai Chi by doing that. Nope. So today we had a sumo style uh, matchup um, on the card. It's funny how like Japan has to explain what the match is to the fans um, because it's, because they called it like a no ring rope wrestling match rather than just letting them know, hey, they're going to have a sumo style wrestling match. Um, so they took all the, they took all the ropes down, uh, they had their match. It was pretty interesting, uh, to say the least, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has been really, um, doing stuff out of their comfort zone. Like when it comes to Yano making up matches, this guy, man, this guy, uh, he won a poll where most of the New Japan fans, uh, chose to have a handcuff match. Right? So I was like, yo, New Japan Pro Wrestling, let me know you're kinky without telling me you're kinky. Uh by having all those fucking handcuffs along the side of the ring. Whoa, I should say the 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 ring uh the ring guard. Uh what's the fucking word for it? Uh the guardrail. So there were um handcuffs on, on the guardrail and some um inside the ring on the ring ropes. And the goal was, it's a it's a reverse battle royale. So you have to get your opponents—you um, got to get them—the handcuff has to be on them, and that's how they get eliminated. They get handcuffed to the guardrail or the ring ropes, and, you know, the last four that was in the ring got to wrestle um, the next night. It was a very weird um, stipulation. It was a very weird rules. but. I was just like, yo, New Japan, let me know you're kinky without, you know, telling me you're kinky, with all those fucking handcuffs. And it's like, Yano, what the fuck do you do with those handcuffs, man? Like, do I really want to know? Part of me really wants to know. Other part of me is like, no, no, stop asking. Stop being your curious self, you know? But yeah, that's like, you know, one of the things that, um, that's definitely one of the things that. New Japan is definitely doing getting out of the comfort zone. So, this was definitely out of the comfort zone to create a sumo style wrestling match. And the moment that Tai Chi basically like used Yano's uh, weight against him to flip him over, the crowd, man, even though the crowd can't uh, cheer um just yet, but like them clapping and like stomping their feet and just, you know, the whole um, gasping. Like together, like they really popped uh when that happened. Uh, just because it was like, Wow, Tai Chi got him out. It was one of those things of like, yo, he hit the floor, um, type of things. It was a very good match. So now our new King of Pro Wrestling uh trophy holder is Tai Chi. Um, and then Tai Chi calls out Shingo. Tai Chi wants to have Shingo and himself um basically compete for that uh King of Wrestling uh trophy. Um, we can go to the tag team match of, uh, Yoshihashi and Goto taking on two other members of the United Empire, Jeff Cobb and the Great Khan. There's not really much I can say about, uh, Goto and Yoshihashi, uh, just because, like, I've talked about them enough on this podcast, but I- I'm always going to be talking about them. They're really great as a tag team, and yes, they are part of Chaos, um, they just, you know, do what's best for the company and do what's best for themselves and stuff. So um, you know, you're gonna have a good time when you watch a Yoshihashi and uh goto match. Um the Great o- uh the Great Okan has his uh certificate that uh basically tells people that he is a defender of uh the Japanese people. Um I might be saying it completely wrong, but he was given a certificate to honor the fact that he saved a little girl uh, who was 10 years old from uh, this uh, drunken man that um, was probably going to do some really bad things to her. Um, and the little girl managed to uh, scream out. The Great Ocon was, like, in that, like, area and decided to go check it out, and he uh, restrained uh, the drunk man basically told him, like, you know, what are you doing? This is wrong. And explained to him why it's wrong. Um, Everybody walked away unscathed. And uh, the Great Ocon offered the little girl uh, some pancakes to calm her down. Um, And so basically, uh, uh, the mom was like, you know, oh, who are you? And he goes and says, I am the Great Ocon from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And if you guys want, you guys can come and watch me wrestle sometime. So after that news story broke out, when they were in Kirk and Hall, like, the next day um, or the day after, um, they had a a, a, a surge of uh, women um, fans, um, you know, attend Kirk and Hall and to watch his match. Uh, so that's really awesome uh, that Japan recognizes, uh, you know, people when they do good deeds like that and, you know, can be used to help out, like, New Japan and stuff. Um, so, yeah, he carries around his certificate now. And of course, Jeff Cobb has been extremely amazing in the United Empire and definitely been carrying the United Empire for a good while. Very fantastic. This match was uh, great from start to finish. Hard hitting, um, you know, very different. It definitely felt like, um, you know, the great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb has this chemistry going on as a tag team um, anyway. And um basically giving uh, Yoshihashi and Goto a run for their money. Uh, But it really did feel like, you know, it was their time to, like, actually win fucking gold. Um, And that's exactly what happened. They basically won the gold. Um, The Great Ocon did a huge eliminator, uh, which is his finisher, um, to Yoshihashi. uh, Picked up the one, two, three. And we have new IWGP heavyweight champions, tag Team champions. Let me try that again. And now we have new um, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, which is um, Jeff Cobb and the Greater Khan of the United Empire. Um, We could talk about Hiromu taking on Evil. I really wanted Hiromu to win uh, just because I want the belts off of Evil just because it doesn't do anything. Evo is a is a double champion at the moment. He is currently the never open way champion. And then he is also the never open way six man champion, which is the equivalent of a trio's title, if you guys think about it. And so, um, you know,
0: drop the titles. <laughs> Damn, man, drop the titles. Anyway,
1: um, I love how Hiromu came out in brand new gear. Um, Hiromu likes to wear long pants and on his pants, it had evil written all over it. And I was like, oh my God, I love this guy. Like, I just want to hang out with Hiromu. I want to have a good time with Hiromu. Like, he seems like a very fun guy to just hang out and do stupid shit with. Um... Evil, on the other hand, would be a very interesting person to hang out with. A very interesting person. I would definitely love to hang out with both of them just to see, like, you know, compare and contrast about stuff. Um. Anyway, this match was really good. Obviously, we had Dick Togo getting involved, and um, you know, uh, Dick Togo doing Dick Togo things, uh, getting involved and whatnot. Hiromu was really good against Evil. But unfortunately, um, Evil came out on top to defeat, uh, Hiromu. Hiromu gave a, va- a valiant effort. I believe I use that word right. Um, and Evil is still our IWGP. Never, well, there's no IWGP in front of it, but he is our never Openweight Champion. And by the way, the word "never" is an acronym. Okay. Um, which I, I always have to look up. It's not like the IWGP where I can tell you what it is. Um, because never, like, it basically means new blood, evolution, vitality, eternal, and radical. That is what the Never Openweight Championship title means all that shit anyway uh yeah so Hiromu is not our champion that's what i you know wanted uh but then but then this happens
0: um this happens where
1: Tama finally comes out to confront evil man comes out to confront evil. And, you know, he just came out walking like, like, you know, like Tama walks, um, with that little swagger, like he has business to take care of and stuff. So, um, that happens. The crowd, again, the crowd felt like it was pre-COVID where you can hear their, you can hear their breaths. um, And they're like rattling and shit like that. Like the real Goku crowd was the best crowd to hear and see all this interaction. And they love it. They love G-O-D. They love Tama. They love T. They love their baby faces. Um, And this is why I was a little like, unsure about AW um like airing dynamite and rampage over in uh Japan uh on the network because um Japanese fans don't look at professional wrestling the same way that Americans look at professional wrestling and i had explained this on uh um i need to get their their damn name right Botch spots and chair shots. I explained to them um, on there uh, when we were going over the history of the IWGP Intercontinental Championship title, which we no longer have because it is currently unified with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title, the one that Okada has, and that's the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. Um, Greg, I am still too poor. I wish I can go to Chicago for the Windy City event. I wish I could, um, but I am too poor. I wish I could, man. Um, If you happen to go, just put me over. That's all I care about. I care about you guys putting me over the same way that I put you guys over, um, if I'm just being honest. But um, yeah, Um, I really wish that I would be able to go and cover all professional wrestling. But yeah, so when I was explaining on their episode, uh, Botch, it's so long, I'm so sorry. They're cool, they're, they're cool guys. Botch, Botch, and Chair Shots. Um, I was saying that the Japanese crowd doesn't invest in professional wrestling the same way that American fans do, where us American fans, we wanna find out every fucking little thing about these wrestlers um, every five minutes like we can't let them rest like we put them on a higher pedestal sure the japanese fans probably put them on a, a, a high pedestal too but they're not going to go into their background and they're not going to search for personal information and you know basically create lies and rumors and start a rumor mill no the japanese fans go to their local store grab their wrestling magazine and that's how they learn about the wrestlers and that's how they learn about the stories that are going on and it's up to them to go to these events and it's up for um and it's up to new japan pro wrestling all japan pro wrestling stardom um ice ribbon um DJPW, ddt like all the japanese wrestling uh companies who sell tickets so it's basically like not as advanced as America in a way when it comes to the mental state of what it means to be a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling and what it means to be a fan in like Japan. So having AEW that don't establish face or character, you can switch in between face and ca- uh, face and character. Sometimes my brain gets on a roll and I just realize I fucked up. I hope that I did not like lose you guys in the process of what I was trying to say. AEW does not have clear baby face and heels in most of their fucking episodes. So it's hard to really tell who's a face, who's who's a heel like I shouldn't have to really, like, decide on that because it's not me telling the story. It's you telling the story. You're telling me a story and I'm sitting there as a spectator. And that's why AEW is losing the art of professional wrestling. You know, if anybody wants to fucking debate me on that, like, go right ahead. But, you know, I can sit here and tell you what makes Tama a good babyface. What makes Tama a good heel? I can't tell you that with some AEW wrestlers because they do whatever the fuck they want. And then, you know, when you call it out, it's like you're, you're on the wrong one. You're, like, you're on the wrong fence. My point is that here in America, we think complex. We're able to pick up subtle details. We know a lot of stuff behind the curtains, uh, which is now most of the time, like Tony Khan's fault, like he revealed, so he's revealing so much that we're, we're in there very deep which we're not really supposed to be. Either way, stuff has been, um, you know, peeled back from the business. Um, and, you know, fans are able to understand. In, J- in Japan, they take it very seriously. kfabe is 100%, 1,000% alive over in Uh, Japan so you have to play the fundamentals if you can't play the fundamentals you're not going to succeed in New Japan pro wrestling there's a reason why people um love Tama and there's a people there's a reason why people love T I've never seen two more over guys on the New Japan roster minus um you know them being there for years like they were well, I can't say they were. They are so over in this weird Goku crowd that I think once AEW starts uh, showing up on New Japan World, some of the fans are not going to get it. Some of the Japanese fans are not going to get it. If the Japanese fans are the same ones that are on Twitter and I see them interacting with other people and interact with me and um, and whatnot, like those are probably going to get it. When it comes to trying to understand who's a babyface or a, a heel um, in certain AEW storylines, and they're gonna get what AEW is offering. However, if they are a regular consumer, like an actual um, you know fan that's sitting in the crowd in this picture in Real Goku, they're probably not gonna get it. They're probably gonna ask somebody, "Hey, can you explain this to me?" And the moment that a fan has to ask another fans. can you explain this to me? You, as the product, sort of lost that fan, even though it's okay to explain to somebody, like, you know, uh, story, character, whatever it is, to help them. And we always say, you know, make sure to help out your, your fellow friends uh, when talking about wrestling. But, like, if the wrestling company or the wrestling show has not explained to you who these people are, um you know, then you kind of failed. Because AEW, as soon as you jump in AEW, you have to know who they are. If you are a casual fan and you try to get into it and there's no, um, you know, them telling you like who they are, then you're going to lose that fan. It goes for the same thing on Twitch. Um, For all of my viewers, you know, like if I, if I'm not interesting to them, then, yeah, they're they're obviously going to leave. I'm trying to find a good analogy between, like, you know, viewers that come in on Twitch and the same way that, like, you know, a casual viewer would watch AEW, and if they don't get something, you know, they might tune out. Um, I guess I could just easily say that, um, you know, if maybe a viewer is not, like, into wrestling, like, the same way I am, they could probably tune out and be like, oh, that's it, you know. Um, but you guys got you guys get what I'm going with this. It's just that um that's what I worry about. I worry about that Tony Khan wants to get his hand into everything. Tony Khan doesn't want to make anything original. Um, the only reason why we have the heavyweight title, tag titles uh and the two women titles is because he had to make something but if you guys haven't noticed he likes to piggyback off of other people's shit rather than trying to create his own and you know take from the hard-earned work of the other stuff he piggybacks off of to try to make his company look good and it's like bro we can see through the fucking bullshit like you gotta start making shit on your own um and this is not supposed to be like an AEW talk but like to sort of bring it into perspective of the way that Japan treats their, their, their wrestlers, I should say the fans, the fans of uh, Japanese wrestling, when they're over there in Japan, the way that they treat the wrestlers and the way that, you know, story comes about. I just want to put that into perspective of like, yeah, on paper, it looks like a good deal to have um, AEW shown over in Japan. But... The execution and the thought process was not probably thought out. Anyway, this picture right here is worth a a, a thousand words, a billion words, just because it is Tama confronting evil. Um, this this shot here is an amazing, amazing shot. Um, and then, oh. Okay, so I guess the reason why I brought it up because I did mention that I can tell you what makes Tama a good baby face and what makes um you know him a, a bad guy. It's the fact of you know Tama already had it in his head of like this is how I'm going to present my character. This is how I'm going to do things. The same thing with evil. When wrestlers wrestle in in New Japan, they basically sort of like. Well, if you go to the young, the young Lion program, if you're used to American, like, you may or may not survive over there. But they teach you the fundamentals, and sometimes the fundamentals over here in, in, in America is fucking lost. You can have fun. You can, you, could, you know, not be put in the box. But don't forget that the, the best matches are the ones that are able to tell the most simplest of stories of babyface versus heel.
0: And then this happens. This is such a squished.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna do it like this. And then this happens. This happens because there is uh, some fighting going on. Uh, Yujiro decided to come uh, into the ring and try to blindside attack uh, Tama. Um, and uh T wasn't having this, so T came out, and basically they took care of business and um, Tama basically tells evil that you know you betrayed me um basically, I think they had like a deal ahead of time, um, and that's off the table now, uh so the betrayal, the deal's off, whatever they had uh planned um and now Tama is going back to take out everybody and get revenge. And I was waiting for this to happen because this really needed to happen. It really needed, um, you know, Tama going back and uh, taking out Evil. So hopefully this starts the story of G.O.D. with Jado getting the Six Men Never Overweight Championship belts off of um, House of Torture. Um, that's going to be the first fucking blow to Bullet Club, and then eventually I'm hoping for Jay to kick them out because House of Torture does not need Bullet Club anymore. Um, Evil, Show, Ujo, Dick Togo, they could all like stand on their own as House of Torture. They don't need to be there anymore. So I would really love if um, you know, Jay kicks them out and they're on their own. And by the way. We were talking about this earlier, um, and, you know, uh, Fale and Chase were like, yeah, we're going to take what we want, we, you know, we're going to be thugs and stuff, like, you know, do some thuggish uh, things. Where the fuck were they? The only person that came out to try to save Evil was Yudro, and Yudro was in the beginning match of the entire Hyper Battle card, and where the fuck is Fale and Chase? This is why, like, I'm gonna have to agree with PhD Bound, if she's still in the chat, that um, you know, who they're trying to convince? Are they trying to convince themselves? Like, if they really did want to solidify Bullet Club again to be thugs, they would have came out and beat the shit out of Tama and Loa just so that way they could get that extra baby face. Um, praise from the crowd and the crowd will boo chase and and folly like this isn't over like you should still have this bad blood of like oh shit he attacked one of our our bullet club members this is why i think that you know as much as they put up a front of saying that everybody is like unified under fucking jy's watch no there's something else uh, at play here and they're just playing along and whatnot the fact that Evil has not said a word about the whole situation. Makes me think that eventually they are gonna like break away from uh, Bullet Club, or I don't know yet. You know what? I don't know. Um, but again, the fact that Evil has not interacted with Fale or interacted with Gato, you know, that says a lot. That has that that's another loophole. That's like, yo, why hasn't House of Torture said a word? to the other
0: members. Um, As always, you guys can
1: drop your questions into the chat uh, just so that way I can take some moments (laughs) to uh, relax and stuff. Um, So we're going back to the main card. We could definitely talk about the um match above, which is El desperado taking on show um so I enjoy this. I enjoy saying that show is the most adorable um the most adorable um uh, what do you call it um heel show is a pure baby face, right. Um, and then when he turned heel by joining House of Torture, I'm just like, yo, you're so adorable. You're not supposed to be this adorable while you're doing heel tactics. <laughs> like, I can't believe it, man. He's so fucking adorable. This whole entire build up, uh, basically, um, Show kept attacking El Desperado at every chance that he got, and kept attacking him during the match, uh, uh, the matches leading up to this. Um, and then they had this match, and Show. It looked like show was taking most of uh, the advantage in this match. Uh, the most notable thing was that uh, show ran, pushed El Desperado, and El Desperado hit his hip on the guardrail. It looked really, really bad. It looked really, really, really nasty. Um, and so, um, you know, they went back and forth. Uh, De- El Desperado put up one huge of a, of a fight. Um, Show was trying to do everything in his power to basically subdue uh, Desperado, even by ripping at his mask. and The and the referee was really getting adamant with these two guys, like trying to, you know, let them know about the rules and stuff like that. Um, eventually we like this should have been like an all out brawl where anything goes, but the referee was really like, "Yo, you guys gotta listen to me, stop it." Um, in the end, unfortunately, uh, Show lost. Uh, this and there's been quite a few people that says that a uh, show can't, um, you know, show really can't come back from this. And I basically said that it's it's New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan will find a way for show to recover from this loss against El Desperado. So right after uh El Desperado uh wins, uh Taiji Ishimori comes out and Taiji is like, I want to challenge you next for the belts. Uh, but then we have a new member of the United Empire. Uh he is Akira uh Frances- Francesco Akira, who um also wrestled for I think all Japan Pro. I'm not too sure. I remember seeing his name float around, but he's he's on the Japanese scene. He is from Italy. Um, and um He uses FIRE um, as his, like, moniker, and I definitely forgot how to pronounce it in Italian. Um, So uh, he's joining the best of the Super Juniors, and the United Empire finally has a Super Junior on their side, which is nice. Um, I was going to find the picture, but, you know, it'll it'll be okay. Um, And then we get to talk about the main event which unfortunately i'm i checked out at the minute, at the main event um I'm not sure what it was um i'm really uh not sure uh who it was um but yeah um when I say I'm not sure who it was, uh, I'm not sure who it was that took me out of the match. The match was really good for me, like you know, watching it. But I just wasn't like, oh my god, you know, this was amazing. This was good. Um, it's it's a Zack Sabre Jr. match uh, versus Um Okada for the belt, uh, because Zack Sabre Jr. is the um the New Japan Cup winner. Um, He put up a good fight. They both put up a good fight. Zack Sabre Jr. was working on Okada's arms so that way Okada does not use the Rainmaker, but despite almost dislocating like both his fucking shoulders, meaning Zack, Zack dislocating both his shoulders, um, you know, uh, aside from that, um, basically like it was, um, it was okay of a match. Um, I know people are probably going to be upset with me uh, because they they found it to be a really good match, it really was. It's just I wasn't excited for it. I wasn't, you know, in the mindset of like I need I'm gonna watch another Zack Sabre Jr. match. And plus, anyway, there's always a psychology with these matches that Okada and Zack Sabre Jr. start out slow, and then in the middle it picks up, then slow, and then towards the end it's a bunch of sequences. Um, you know, so I already see the formula. Um, but unfortunately, Zack Xavier Jr. did not pick up the victory, so our IWGP World Heavyweight Champion is still Okada. After that, Okada then calls out Naito, and basically, like, we are eventually going to, um, you know, get Naito versus Okada. And that was made, um, apparent, uh... So May 1st is when Dontaku starts. And May 1st is when we're going to get Okada versus Naito. Uh, for the rest of April, I am not sure what's going to be happening. Um I think I saw on the NJPW World that it might be um a series called um the Golden Series. I think that might be I think that might be happening. Um but other than that, uh, we will be getting the G1 uh, Climax thirty two this year. It starts July sixteenth and it ends all the way in August. So that's going to be amazing. I want no AEW guys. I'm going to say that again. I want no AEW guys in this G one, just because I don't want some bullshit um to happen if like none of the guys like end up going further or they have a like. A disagreement of like who should win the g1 no i need tama to fucking win the g1 i don't know why it sounded like that i need tama to win the g1 i said it again and i also need um god to win world tag league okay all for story purposes story purposes and then after story purposes new japan can do whatever the fuck they want and you know have whoever to win whatever they want to do but other than that like um i need tama to win the g1 and i need tama and t to win um world tag league i do not want um i do not want AEW guys in here at all nope and that's only because like you know i don't i don't know I'm really not feeling AEW. I'm not feeling how Tony Khan is doing things. Tony Khan can't even run a really good tournament. So, you know, nah, I'm, I'm good. No AEW, guys.
0: Um, excuse me? Do you guys in chat have any questions about New Japan Pro Wrestling? um where is it are you trying to look for something Okay, that is so weird. I thought I saved it. You stretch out photos, man. Um. All right, I guess the chat does not have any other questions.
1: Before we go on to that, freaking Kenta and his and his tweet. He said, "Give me that shirt too," and it's like Kenta, which freaking match at which freaking shirt are you talking about does he want the bullet club shirt or does he want the
0: the lion mark shirt (laughs) um but yeah we could talk a little bit about cody rhodes and facing the miz
1: and how people are like losing their shit over it. And it's like I think this is a great starting point for Cody to do because, you know, the Miz is the A-lister, right? The Miz is basically like Cody in a way. Not in terms of like wrestling style or anything like that, but just his name holds a lot of weight. Um and so I think that this is a very good starting point for Cody to to do, even though I think that a series of matches against Seth Rollins uh, will probably be better. Uh, But I'm looking forward to this. Um, You know, this is probably like the second time you guys get Cody WWE stuff on here, um, just because, you know, I'm following Cody's career. Um, But there's no other information I have between like, you know, uh, Cody versus The Miz, Um, I just think that this is this is gonna be a great match when uh, Monday Night Raw comes around um, Which is not you know too far. Um, I was expecting Cody to show up on uh, On Smackdown, but that didn't happen. So yeah, I am one for this and Then the last thing Is this? This is super funny because, um, you know when Shinsuke came out, I had the same um face that uh Roman was making, like what the fuck, like why is Shinsuke coming out, um, and so uh you know, and then Roman talking all that shit, um, Roman then hugging Shinsuke, and Shinsuke is like, what are you doing? Um, and then uh, he gets super kicked. So hopefully that leads into something because I was just like, why the fuck are we sacrificing Shinsuke? Like seriously, we're sacrificing Shinsuke of all people. You couldn't put, like anyone else could have fit that that little segment. Speaking of Roman Reigns, uh, he did say that he wants to start collecting more gold. He wants uh, the Usos to unify the tag team belts, take it off of RK-Bro and then unify it. I guess since they're downsizing the roster, so I guess we can. If everyone is just gonna go from Raw to SmackDown, then sure, I guess unify it. But I don't know if that's a very, very good thing. Um, but then again, I will remind everybody: I do keep um, you know WWE on in the background as I you know finish up more work, uh, upload more stuff, you know stuff like that. But certain things like this, like, will tiny be talked about? Um, but it's not like when I talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, I have a lot of information to give you guys a lot of stuff for maybe you guys to catch up on. Um, it's a lot different from like new, from WWE, but those are the two highlights Cody Rhodes versus, uh, the Miz. I am definitely want to see. And then I definitely want to see this, um, go down. I want to see Nakamura on top. I want to see Shinsuke on top. Um, but
0: yeah. Um oh I did have the picture. Oh no, I didn't. We didn't talk about this. Um
1: we didn't we didn't talk about this. All right, so this picture is um after we came back from break. Um
0: all right, give me a second here. All right,
1: sorry about that. Um, so yeah, this picture here, uh, basically um, Sonata had won the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship title off of uh, Tanahashi. Um, and during the New Japan Cup, um, Will Osprey accidentally um, fractured um, Sonata's orbital bone, so he doesn't know uh, the timeframe of which he's gonna come back. To defend the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship title, so he decided to relinquish it, and he said he wants to give it to Tanahashi. He thinks that that's the best thing to do—to give it to him, just to pass it to him. Out comes Osprey. Osprey runs his mouth, and Osprey says that he should give the belt to him because Osprey got the win over him during the New Japan Cup. Out comes Tanahashi. Tanahashi is like, "Yo, we should just fight for it, right?" So. Uh, I'm not sure when this is going to be planned, but um, in the works, it is definitely going to be Tanahashi versus um, Will Ospreay um, sometime, like either this month or next month, uh, for that vacant uh, IWGP United States uh, Championship title. Um, And like I said, he's only relinquishing the title, meaning Sonata. Sonata is only relinquishing it because he doesn't know when he's going to be back Um, 100% healed um,
0: for his uh, orbital uh, bone. All right, that's everything that I covered in wrestling. Um, we saw
1: some wholesome videos. Um, if you guys did not see it, you guys gonna have to catch the replay on the uh, VOD. Um, it is definitely going to be up, and then you guys can definitely watch this whole thing on Spotify if you want to do that as well. Um, I got to get up all of my stuff up to you guys. I really, really do. Um, but yeah, I had a very fantastic time talking about professional wrestling. I had a fantastic time with chat. Chat was amazing. Thank you for all the new follows. Uh, thank you just for being here and hearing me out. Your views mean everything to me because that helps me get to twitch affiliates and i'm very happy about you guys being here and wanting to listen to me talk about professional wrestling and gush over the guys for like a little bit
0: um yeah i think that's everything Um. Is there anything to show? We got the backstage comments, but will be fine um there's
1: nothing there's nothing else to really show um if nobody in chat has any other questions um i will uh definitely just play us out to cody rose theme song like i've been doing for a while
0: um All right, Uh, (laughs) enough talk for me. Um, Let me see, what do I want to do?
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the stream. I hope you guys enjoy from start to finish me talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling, diving in deep, watching some wholesome content, you know, using the phrase of I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, It's a very amazing feeling to know that DoD with Jado finally found a home and realize that after all these years they were fighting the wrong person. And I, Marie Shadows, the Professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling is here to guide you every step of the way in this whole DoD Bullet Club drama, main unit drama now. And I will only be talking from a kayfabe perspective. Please do not think that I have any insider knowledge. I really don't. And I'm having the time of my life being a fan and bringing you this story. In kayfabe and getting so passionate about it. That's the one thing that Tama and T know how to do is uh, bring out people's passion and have them feel good about, you know, awesome moments and have them feel good about the right time of everything that they do. So, this is why I trust them to lead this story. I trust them and I trust Jay. That's about it. But anyone else leading the story, I would be like, yo. Like, someone got to take over for this shit, but I trust them to uh, lead the story, and I hope you guys trust me to lead you to have the same euphoric experience, the same light bulbs going off, the same, well, not really the same theories, but just feeling good and knowing that this is professional wrestling. Professional wrestling is the best form of theater. It really is. This this is why, you know, I, I wake up every day and I love talking about wrestling and it's because of stories like this and it's because of Tama and T and how smoothly they're able to bring back something that I love and the main idea of the Square Circle Podcast. The Square Circle Podcast is here to tell you stories. I'm here to tell you stories. Um, that's why I am nicknamed also the storyteller Marie Shadows, and why I got my degree in creative writing and a publishing certificate, because I love telling you guys stories. And if I can be a voice and a catalyst, to borrow the phrase from Jay White, a catalyst in having you understand these stories a little bit deeper, then I have done my job. And that's what I love. And that's, you know, in part to just Knowing that there's people out there that do a wonderful job, and I'm here to just help push their wonderful job. Anyway, I had a fantastic time. I hope you guys had a fantastic time, and I hope I see you guys tomorrow for some more wrestling talk. And I guess we're just gonna be talking about WWE when I get around to watching um NXT UK. Uh so we'll do that, and I don't know what else we're gonna do. Maybe watch some wrestling videos. I don't know the sky's the limit we'll figure it out just make sure to hit that follow button right here on twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows and if you're not already following me on twitter you should because that's how you get updates of knowing when i'm live and make sure to bring a friend i'm losing my voice i'm so sorry make sure to tell a friend make sure to bring a bot head over to www.twitter.com forward slash marie underscore shadows Hit that follow button, follow me at Marie underscore shadows. And um head over to my Reddit page, reddit.com forward slash R forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Nope. It is not Marie underscore shadows. It's just Marie Shadows. I'm so sorry. Um, and then head over to my coffee page, ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Coffee is better than Patreon because coffee gives you options. And I know that you guys love options. So if you want, you could always donate a one-time dono to help out the channel to get me, to help get me new equipment, to help get me um new things for the show in general. And then you could also do a monthly. You could also shop at my shop. So K O-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Trust me, I always have a better intro, but like I'm already mentally done. I love you guys, though. I fucking love you guys. Each and every one of you guys are amazing for coming here, stopping by, making me laugh, making me gush and blush, talking about Tama Aloha and just having a good time here. This was a very good stream, a very good Saturday, and I love each and every one of you. I hope to see you guys tomorrow. As always, we're going to be played out by Cody Rhodes theme song even though the picture don't match. Or maybe I should match the picture with uh with the song this time. Maybe maybe I should to get, you know, for people who watch this on VOD um to just get them confused. Um anyway, we're going to be played out by uh, Cody Rose, same song kingdom uh, because downstate uh, just passed 1 million streams over on uh, Spotify. So congratulations to downstate and thank you for following me back on um Twitter. And I hope to uh, interact with you guys more, but yeah, this has been an official podcast. Uh, Me talking about New Japan and WWE. And so um, you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And I'll see you guys on the next one.